Hi, and welcome to the Writing and Marketing Show brought to you by author Wendy H. Jones. This show does exactly what it says on the tin. It's jam-packed with interviews, advice, hints, tips and news to help you with the business of writing. It's all wrapped up in one lively podcast, so it's time to get on with the show. And welcome to episode 25 of the Writing and Marketing Show with author, entrepreneur, Wendy H. Jones. Today on the show, I have a a guest, it's J.D. Penman, and he is going to talk to us about writing um, horror books. So exciting today. Um, Before then, I've had a wild and crazy week in um, the Jones household because I've had two anthologies be international bestsellers on Amazon in the hot new release categories. And that's exciting. The first one was called The Power of Why, in which 23 women share the way they found their why and transform the way they do business and transform their business. In the second one, which is a Christian anthology, um, I, t- I join uh, 18 other uh, international women who talk about the way in which God has transformed their lives and been a part of their story. And it's women in business. So two for women in business this week. If that's not enough, this week I'm actually part of an international summit, the Professional Speaker Summit, in which 117 women uh, share their advice on how to be a better professional public speaker. So well worth uh, tuning into and you get five days live access to that um, summit and you will be able to find the links on, on Facebook at Wendy H. Jones author or on uh, Twitter uh, under at Wendy H. Jones or on my website wendyhjones.com so it's well worth going along and joining the summit. Before I interview G. Uh, G- D. Penman, that's difficult to say. Before I interview him, um, I would like to say that I'm absolutely thrilled to be able to spend uh, time doing this show for you. It's an absolute honour, but it does take time out of my writing schedule. So if you're able to support me for just uh, $3 a month, which is the price of a tea or coffee, you can do so at patreon.com, which is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash Wendy H. Jones, and I would be very grateful. So what of Graham or G.D. Penman? He is the author of the Witch of Empire trilogy, Dungeons of Strata, and many other books. Before finally realising that the career advisors lied to him about making a living as an author, G.D. Penman worked as a tabletop game designer, as the VIP manager of a national telecoms company, and literally every awful demeaning job that you can think of in between. Nowadays, he is fulfilling his destiny as a fat bearded man by writing fantasy novels and smoking a pipe. He lives in Dundee, Scotland with his wife, children, dogs and cats, just so many cats. I have to say that is the best bio I've ever heard on the show. Brilliant. So without further ado, we know we're going to have a good time today. Let's get on with the show and meet G.D. Penman. Hi, Graham. How are you? Now, I know you're G.D. Penman, but I'm hoping you will let me call you Graham through this so I don't trip over myself. I think that'd be easier for everyone involved. That, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. But you do write as G.D. Penman, which is really difficult to say, I have to say. 
Yeah, imagine how it is for me. I have to say it all the time. <laughs> uh, how are you today? Are you all right? Yes, yeah, all good. How, how about yourself? I'm very well, thank you. Yes. So you're sitting comfortably and you're ready with the, the light on you, you know, so I can interrogate you. I mean, question you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's getting in my eyes a wee bit, but I'll live. <laughs> You'll live. OK, I'm glad to hear that. So today we're going to be talking about writing urban fantasy. Now, I actually have to uh, admit my ignorance here, as I don't know anything about urban fantasy. But it does make me more excited to hear what you have to say in actual fact. So for those who are like me, what is urban fantasy? Well, urban fantasy is basically fantasy set in a contemporary time period. So things like Harry Potter and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Neil Gaiman's work, they all fall under the urban fantasy umbrella. And a lot of historical fantasy probably falls into it too, but it's a little bit contentious. Right. So it's more contemporary, modern vibe and feel to it, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. So what is the difference between fantasy that you've already referred to and urban fantasy? Well, beyond the difference in the time period, urban fantasy has got its own little set of tropes and it's influenced by the horror genre. So vampires and werewolves and ghosts are common creatures featured. And Ah. your protagonists are a lot more likely to be professionals than bystanders swept up in events. Um, Real life intrudes on things a lot more. Ah, so I didn't realise that. And then when you think about it, I mean, I have read a little bit of traditional fantasy. And they do tend to be people swept up in events. But it's more planned out in urban fantasy. Is that right? Well, I I think it's more um, they're trying to give people a bit more of an even footing because a a lot of what makes the differentiation between urban fantasy and horror is that in urban fantasy, the characters have got a lot more agency. They're more in control of things. And if they hadn't already been handed a little skill set to deal with all the weird and wonderful things, then uh, (laughs) they'd probably struggle even more than they already do. Right, yeah. That's true, yeah. Like the rest of us, we're all in a bit of an urban fantasy at the moment, aren't we, really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I had a magic wand to fix it for you, I would. (laughs) Uh, Well, that would be good. (laughs) So you've already um, referred to this uh, a bit because you said there are certain tropes. What elements should be present in in urban fantasy? Well, uh, let's see. Again, it's a little bit contentious, so we'll have to dig into it a little bit here. (laughs) Um, Urban fantasy and paranormal romance often get mixed up because they're almost identical. Um, All the elements are the same, but the big difference between the two is that the focus on the relationships between the characters is the story rather than the external event. And then you also have to differentiate from horror, which shares a lot of the same set dressing. The, The Genuinely, the, the big difference that I would say would be that when something goes bump in the night in urban fantasy, we go bump back. Right, yeah. So just expanding, you know, if you've got, um, you know, a crime book and the elements we'd expect in a crime book is a dead body usually or a mystery mm-hmm. of some description, uh, <laughs> you'd expect your, uh, you'd expect to maybe have a... a police person or it mm-hmm. could be um just a baker who's got caught up in it you know you always have to have your protagonist your antagonist you always mm-hmm. have to have a difficulty of them finding out who um is doing it you have red herrings what sort of things like that would you expect in urban fantasy 
Well, again, because urban fantasy is so expansive and encompasses so many different genres, it's really just the sort of set dressing that makes it urban fantasy. I've read urban fantasies that are about catering companies. I've read urban fantasies that are mystery thrillers. So the only real constant is the presence of either magic or the supernatural throughout the whole thing. Ah, right. So that's interesting because I've never thought about it that way. So... Again, is it necessary to plot an urban fantasy or is it possible to write it by the seat of your pants? Well, I suppose you could write anything by the seat of your pants if you've got a good enough understanding of story structure. And I think if you're hearing to the traditional model of urban fantasy where the world is essentially identical to ours with a few paranormal additions, then you could absolutely just sit down and bang one out. Yeah. But if you want to do something with a little more depth, then I would say you probably need to sit and plan out the differences you've made. Yeah. I would agree with you there, really. So how would you go about plotting an urban fantasy novel? Well, because the supernatural elements are the only thing that are truly set in stone, um, it's really down to how you plot other kinds of novel. I mean, thrillers and mysteries are pretty common within urban fantasy. Um, My first urban fantasy book was a hard-boiled detective conspiracy thriller. So for that, you obviously need to know your whodunit from right away and then lay out the clues that your reader and characters will follow to come to the right or wrong conclusions as they proceed. But um, again, it's really just as simple as the world building. Yeah, and that takes me on to the world building. So how important is setting or world building in the genre? I know in fantasy, because if you look at Game of Thrones, world building and setting is huge. It has to be. But what about in urban fantasy? Well, a lot of people just throw some monsters into the normal world and shrug, and others go in the opposite direction and create as much detail as you would in one of these secondary fantasy worlds. Yeah. And just update the technology to reflect ours. But I don't know, when it comes to reading urban fantasy, I like a bit of a mixture, but I've definitely gone in the world-building direction when I've written it. Yeah. So how do you go about building a world how would one go about it well personally i went way above and beyond what you'd normally do i I set out to create an entire alternate history for my urban fantasy world based on where things diverged from our reality on based on the existence of magic and monsters yeah a sane person would have done would be (laughs) to work out how the supernatural elements have changed the world in smaller ways before banging out the story like um if every gym in town is run by werewolves you need to understand why yeah, that's true, yes. But again, you can look at something like you mentioned Harry Potter. I mean, that's got uh, mixtures of the real world and a complete fantasy world. Absolutely. But that is handling the story in, um, well, it's got a sort of masquerade built into it. Uh, this little yeah. uh, system where the magical history can exist side by side with the real world history. But my issue with that uh, my issue I've always had with urban fantasy is the idea that, I mean, most of the time if you're writing alternate history, it's uh, for want of a nail story, you know, because the horse didn't have the horseshoe, it couldn't run and carry the message, and that has a huge knock-on effect on history. So how on earth could history be exactly the same as ours with all these magical elements going on behind the scenes? Even yeah. if it was being deliberately obscured, things still would have been changed. Hmm. I'm never. You're making me think here because I've never really thought of it like that. So that's um, that's a really good point. So, I mean, with urban fantasy again, okay. I'm. I'll admit I'm not 
clued up on fantasy or urban fantasy. And with fantasy, you've obviously got um, Game of Thrones, which is a huge series, or you've mm-hmm. got, with your urban fantasy, you've got um, Harry Potter, again, a huge series. It goes over several books. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Can you write standalone books in the genre, or is it better to go for a series, and why? Well, some of my favourite urban fantasy books have been standalone stories. But since this is the writing and marketing show, I will say that series sell a lot better. Yeah. Um, There's a barrier for entry to any fantasy world where the readers have to get used to all the things that are different. And that barrier isn't there when you come back to a sequel because it's a familiar world, it's familiar characters. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's the same as writing any series, really. Um, Because once they get used to the characters, if, if people get invested in the characters, they will carry on reading the series. And and I've, I one would have thought as well, and again, this is just me thinking around it. If you're actually um, building a world, it would be better to use that world again. <laughs> it would certainly be a lot less work for you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing is, with, with most fantasy, there are sort of rules set in place for your fantasy world to say, yes, things are different from the real world, but there are still things you can rely on. And when readers get used to one set of things they can rely on and then you switch to a completely different series with a completely different set of things that you can rely on, it's a bit um, bit puzzling. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit. Uh, to be honest, I'm a, I'm a series girl. I like reading series because once I've invested in something, you want to know what's happening to them again. You know. Absolutely. You, you see, I'm I'm an ending guy. I, I want Are to know you? where the story ends. So that's why <laughs> I sort of gravitate towards the shorter ones or the standalones or the trilogies because I know yeah. okay, sight. I don't have to buy another fifteen of these books to find out what happened. <laughs> well, there is a there is a difference between having a a standalone book within a series and having something like Harry Potter where you have to read nine books or however many there is. <clears throat> I'll be honest and say I haven't actually read Harry Potter. <clears throat> Bless you. <laughs> Although I have, I have actually, I've read the, uh, I've watched the movies. Sorry, I'm going to have to take a drink of water. I've been fine all day and suddenly my voice is going the minute I try to do this podcast. Ah, uh, it's hay fever, this beautiful summer we've got here <clears throat> in Scotland. <laughs> well, I'm, due to the, a lot of noise from various electric saws in a different area of my, you know, all I can hear is that. So I haven't got anything open, so. Well. So moving swiftly onwards, away from the, the noise of the electric saws, which don't have anything to do with anything, um, can you tell us about your latest book release? Right. I'm not sure exactly when this episode comes out, but I'll assume that The Wounded Ones is my latest book release. It will um, be, because the... this will be out in about three or four weeks. Perfect. So that's the uh, second book in the Witch of Empire trilogy, which is my urban fantasy series. And while uh, the first book, The Year of the Knife, was pure film noir, this one steps into World War story territory as the alternate history full of strife and magic that I was talking about comes to a head. Yeah. Oh, so um, what's it about? Tell us the... Are you allowed to tell us a little bit about the the blurb of the storyline? I can certainly tell you a little bit, but it's a bit tricky because, again, it's a mystery series, so I'm trying not to give uh, too much away. Don't say you. too much, then. I know the feeling because I have the same when I'm writing blurbs for my mysteries, yeah. Well, after the events of the first book, um, America has now gone into all-out war with Britain. Oh. So, um, 
that sounds about right. <laughs> That's about par for the course at the moment. No, it's um, in the alternate history of the books, America was still controlled by Britain throughout the first story. And now that we're finally seeing the uh, Revolutionary War happening in a contemporary setting. Yeah. Ah. So, yes, the, the, I mean, there's still all the things that people love from the first book. There's still all the mystery and puzzles and <laughs> ghosts and ghouls and demons and all the rest of it. But um, we're, we're moving forward through time as well. So um, I, I'm not a big fan of books that just keep maintaining the status quo forever. I'd rather have the story move forward as well with it. Yeah, sorry. I've somehow or other managed to develop a cough that I didn't have before I started talking to you. (laughs) My fault somehow, I'm sure. It must be. So my penultimate question, what would be your top three tips for anyone writing urban fantasy? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Okay, well, number one, if you're having fun writing it, then people will have fun reading it. And I think a, a lot of writers forget this. But yeah. The, the, for urban fantasy particularly, a lot of it is just about the enjoyment of the ride. So, yeah, give give people a fun ride. Really? Um, the genre doesn't have any hard and fast rules. So if there's any story that you want to tell, then just tell it. You're free to do that. And the last thing I would definitely say to anyone who's thinking about writing urban fantasy is read outside of urban fantasy. The, the genre is vast and inclusive, but isn't all-encompassing. And I, I've learned a lot more about writing from reading books outside my genre than the ones in it. Yeah. Good points. Great tips. And I agree. Re- reading widely is is key to everything, you know. I would like to just read crime books, but I don't. I read a lot of other things. and not You find you enjoy them, but you also find it helps you to develop as a writer. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. if, if you want to learn how to write interpersonal relationships, go pick up a romance book. The, the world's ahead of some of the other genres out there. Precisely. Yes. So finally, where can my listeners find out more about you and your books? OK, you can find me online at gdpenman.com or I'm on Twitter as gdpenman as well. All right. There we go. And you've got a very good Twitter feed, I have to say. I've got a relentless Twitter feed. I'm not sure about good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Graham. Uh, And I I will just repeat that you write as G.D. Penman. Um, And I know you're a busy chap and you're also busy homeschooling children at the moment as well, aren't you? Yes, that that is the circle of hell that I'm on at the moment, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, thank you very much for joining us. Anytime. Thank you. And I wish you all the best with your writing. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. That brings us to the end of another show. It was really good to have you on the show with me today. I'm Wendy H. Jones and you can find me at wendyhjones.com. You can also find me on Patreon where you can support me for th- uh, as little as $3 a month, which is less than the price of a tea or coffee. You go to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. I'm also Wendy H. Jones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you found it both useful and interesting. Join me next week when I will have another cracking guest for you. Until then, have a good week and keep writing, keep reading and keep learning.